Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you episode 303. I love it. Of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday in shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about business growth and some revelations that not only I have had, but some of my clients have had and wanted to share them with you. All that and more. But first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. One. What up, my podcast people? Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Right off the bat, a double thank you. So thank you for joining me. And I went and checked the little reviews. We got more in there. We're two away from 200 reviews. That's fucking amazing. Just absolutely amazing. So thank you for that. We got another one of the like written ones popped up. Annie. You folks are just, you're just awesome. So thank you for that. And a bunch of you listened to uh, last week's episode, uh, which I talked about, you know, the one choice, the only choice you have. And you DM'd me about it and or you shared it in your stories and such. And I was just, I'm super grateful for that. That episode, you know, I spoke about it during the episode that I was a little bit like, is this like too abrasive? Is coming off too harsh? Because uh, I'm going to say what I want to fucking say. I always think about it beforehand, but like, this is truly how I feel or that, you know, what I said during that episode is truly how I felt and how I still feel about those things. But you always just wonder, is it going to be too much? Uh, and Sam, if you listen to this, thank you. Sam reached out and she was like, you know what? No, it wasn't too harsh or anything like that. She's like, but also people are going to hear what they want to hear. They're going to find what they want to find. You know, they're going to find what they're looking for is, I believe, exactly what she said. And I was like, you know, you're right. So people want to hear it as, you know, super harsh and, and and too aggressive, they're, they're going to hear that. But so many of you wrote and DM'd me and were just like, thank you. And like, or it really resonated. I had someone reach out and that was like, you know, usually I get overwhelmed by options and choices and then I don't do anything. And this episode was actually really helpful, uh, which was surprising. And I was like, dude, that is awesome. And that was my, my hope. So thank you. Truly. So uh, thank you for all the things. So hopping into, t- hopping into today's episode, let me enunciate each word. Uh, hopping into today's episode, we're talking about business growth and revelations. And this came from, uh, I had a few of my one-on-one clients say th- something similar to me at different times. And I was like, yes, I'm so glad that you realized that. And if you're feeling this way, I'm sure other people are feeling this way. So let me do an episode about it and talk about that. Uh, and then maybe, you know, I can share a few of the things that I've come to realize along the way. So Right off the bat, speaking of the, the previous clients, the, the general sentiment that a few of them ex- expressed was that they realized that bigger isn't always better. And I think we know that in, inherently, instinctively. But as it relates to business uh, audience growth, we'll say, there is something so nice about knowing everyone in your audience. Now, I, I really feel like some of those kind of like skeezy coaches out there might be like, 
oh, this is a mindset block and you're setting yourself up for failure and you're, you know, getting in your own way so that you don't grow by being so fond of this familiarity. But I'm going to say fuck you because uh, we're sticking with the Fs there, right? And say that's not. You know, I have a very big audience and it's not that I don't want it to grow. It's that I truly do value the connection that I can form with people. And so when I have people that, are, that I'm coaching, especially with, with Instagram, and they're just starting off and they're kind of upset about not having bigger numbers or they're, you know, we're talking about email marketing and they don't have a very big list. And I'm just like, dude, this is awesome because you get to know every single person then because you don't have a million DMs coming in. You don't have a million email responses to get back to. It's actually phenomenal. And so I have a few people I'm working with right now and they've had some recent growth. You know, they, they've been using Reels. If you're looking to grow on Instagram, Reels is the way to grow. It's the way to go and the way to grow. And they've gotten some, some new people in the audience and it's made them realize that, oh, actually having a big, huge audience would be kind of shitty, especially if you don't, you don't, you don't know people and it, it makes it less personal. Uh, and you obviously, you know, you don't need a, a zillion people to have a su- successful business. Uh, so I thought it was really cool to hear them say that uh, and how they really liked that. Uh, what is the word that I want to use? Uh, Rupert playing with his ball in the background is distracting me. Uh, but, you know, that familiarity that you get by having the, the and it doesn't have to be super small numbers. You can still grow and have this. And, you know, I really do my best to cultivate that. It's why I'm so protective of the mafia and I don't do huge launches with it. I'm not just trying to like blow up the numbers. I want to know the people in there. I want them to know each other. I want to know that everyone is a good fit. Uh, so I thought it was a cool revelation from some of my folks. Um, I will do a plug. If you're interested in business coaching with me, uh, I love doing this stuff. And so the things that we're going to talk about as we move forward, and I'll, I'll probably plug this again at the end, the things we're going to talk about as we move forward are things that I work on with people, things that I, you know, have worked on with myself and then experienced myself and then, you know, I, I work on with my clients. I love doing this stuff. I love, I love helping people sort things out, uh, you know, implement better strategies, get systems in place. Um, it's just, it's really fun. I really, really do enjoy it. So... Uh, If you're interested in doing any kind of business coaching with me, I'm going to suggest that you sign up for a free, 100% free, 15-minute discovery call. Courtney, if you could link that in the show notes, that would be awesome. You click the link. Uh, Of course, I have an online scheduler because it's 2021, and if you don't have one, that's one of the things we will work on if we work together. Um, And it's just a call to hear where you're at and see if we'd be a good fit. And then for me to discuss what next steps would look like and give you some options. I don't use discovery calls uh, to solve problems. So for those of you listening around the edges here and running your own discovery calls, they're not for me to, you know, they're not designed for you to solve the problem of the, the person calling. It's literally just to listen to them, see where they're at, see if you'd be a good fit. I, I just referred someone out the other, the other week. I don't do brick and mortar stuff. Krista Gurka, uh, Courtney, if you can link that episode as well, Krista Gurka and Danny Matei, you can link those episodes. Thank you. Uh, would be the go-to. Uh, and so the person that wrote in or that I had the call with was like, Hey, you know, looking to grow my brick and, your, brick and mortar yoga practice. And I was like, that ain't what I do. Um, so see if we be, be a good fit. And then if we are, you know, recommend next steps. For some people, it's the mafia. For some people, it's a maestro meeting. For some people, it's my monthly membership, um, mentorship membership, my monthly mentorship. Uh, for some people, it is the intensive, right? For some people, it's somebody else. So if you're interested, think about working with me, sign up for that free discovery call. would love to chat with you. All right, on to the next part, right? So the first thing we said is bigger isn't better. Next thing came from a a 
discussion I was having with a good friend yesterday, and I've had this discussion quite a few times with quite a good number of different people. Mostly those people that are kind of on the outskirts of entrepreneurship and they're looking in and thinking about it, uh, usually because they want more time freedom. And the number one question that I receive is, isn't it scary? Right? Isn't it scary not having a set income, a predictable income? And I get that. I respect that. I hear that. Uh, but for me, it is scarier knowing that somebody else controls my time. And in reality, somebody else controls my income. So when people think, and I think, you know, Corona should have perhaps shown this to people. You think that you are set when you, ha when you have an employer, but someone, they could take that away at any time. Ideally, it's a good company. You have a great relationship. Uh, I am by no means shitting on, you know, being an employee. We need employees. And if that's the route for you, go be the best goddamn employee that you can be. But for those people that ask me this about entrepreneurship, and this is, you know, again, talking about my, my revelations, no, I, it doesn't scare me not having that predictable income uh, because at the same time it is predictable in that I trust myself more than I trust anybody else. And if I need to make more money, I know that I can. I can do that within my business now uh, because I have the infrastructure in place. I've been you know, building the trust long enough that I can go and, and do some more one-on-ones or do a different product. Um, you know, go listen to my people, see what problems they have and solve it, solve them. Um, but I also could just go go back and be a PT. I know I could get a job somewhere, whether it's a hospital or whatever. Like I could go do that, um, which is largely why I went into PT because I knew I would, I would, I would always have that as a, a safety net. So no, ha not having you know predictable income is not scary because I trust myself 100 million percent. And it's scarier to me knowing that somebody else controls my time and ultimately really does control my income. All right, so big revelation there that I think I've spoken about before in the podcast, but I thought I'd bring it back because I just literally just had this discussion yesterday. So let's move on to the next point here, talking about scaling. And it's so interesting, this discussion about scaling. I, uh, I brought Christina Montalvo onto the podcast. I think she's spoken about it. Uh, and my girl, Lauren Caselli. Uh, Courtney, thank you for linking all the episodes. Uh and, and discussing these things. And it's such a, a term that's kind of thrown around, like, will you scale your business to a million figures or some other you know, nonsense that I'm like, do you even need that? But with scaling, that is not the same as growth or, you know, flip that business growth is not the same as scaling. If you're doing more work or let's back it up. If you make more money by doing more work, that's not scaling. That's doing more work. Scaling is when you're doing the same amount and you're bringing in more income. Right? That oftentimes means doing something different than you're doing right now, bringing on a team, which then will bring you in more money, but money is going to go out because you have to pay that team. Right? So just want to throw that out there is like this discussion around, you know, I, I work with people. It's so interesting because I think it's nice to like kind of like a pseudo juxtapositioning here of we have the folks that have experienced some growth and realize that bigger is not better when it comes to like an audience size and things like that. And then I got people that are like, not, they're kind of hesitant to start something or run a program or something like that. Cause they're like, Oh, but how's it going to scale? And I'm like, you have $0 right now. Like doing anything is, would, would help you out here. <laughs> right. And people are like, Oh, but if, if I keep doing this, I can't scale it. I'm going to still be time poor. And I'm like, you're money poor and time poor right now. Like, Let's just get you some money, and then we can buy you back some time. I understand that, folks. 
So when you're using this word and throwing it out there, or if people are throwing it out there, like really sit and think, what is scaling? And do I need to scale? Because remember, bigger is not always better. And we're going to talk about this in, in a few, I have like you know, my little whiteboard here. We're talking about this in a few minutes about lifestyle goals versus income goals. But what is scaling, right? That's working the same, making more money. So yes, the, the, the system that you've currently set up may not allow you to do that. But if you haven't even implemented the system yet, the product, the service yet, and you're currently not making any money, do that first. Make the money because you can use money to buy back time. I promise you, whether that means hiring someone out, you, you know, buying different software that allows you to automate things, and you don't need necessarily to scale the business. Right. So first things first, think about what the heck scaling actually is. And if you're just getting started, worry about getting the reps, getting the results for your people. And then you can think about changing the system as needed because you'll have the funds or the revenue, all the R's, that will allow you to buy back that time. Um, real talk as well, the sliding this in there, the fastest way to replace your income is with one-on-one services. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking about like, okay, I think I want to like do a little bit of my own thing. You know, I want to keep my, my set job, which I love you folks knowing that I hate that burn the ships model. You're like, I kind of want to keep my, my current job. I'd love to do that. Uh, but maybe I want to kind of like start a little side hustle. Amazing. If that's the case, then the fastest way that you're going to replace your income. And that's really what I want you to think about, replacing your income, not scaling your business, replacing your income. That's where we start off. The fastest way to do that is going to be with one-to-one services. It's not going to be starting a course or running a webinar or some shit like that. You'll do it with one-on-one services. People have more trust because you're there with them directly. You'll get the direct feedback. You get the direct, so the reps, the results, the reviews with these one-on-one clients. No, that model doesn't scale indefinitely. No. But I promise you, you'll see, especially if you're, you know, for my, my, my clinic workers out there, you'll see, you know, and when I say clinic, it's, it's really anyone. You work as a trainer as well. Anyone who's currently doing fee-for-service, if you get to keep all of the fee, it's fine to keep doing the same service, right? Because if you're working for somebody else and they're charging $150 a session, but you're only getting 50 of it, guess what? You could do the same thing and keep all $150 and you've just tripled your income. So it doesn't really matter if this doesn't scale because you could keep doing the same amount of work, right? And you're now making more money, the same kind of work, and you're making more money, right? So you do some simple math there and you'll see that one-on-one services, they don't scale indefinitely, but as it relates to income goals, or I should say, as it relates to replacing income, it is the fastest way to do that, Okay. All right, next point here. Outsourcing, wow. Outsourcing is important but needs to be done wisely. One of the things I see is people just, and you know, I don't want to blame, I never want to blame social media for anything, but I think that we have a lot of noise and people getting information from a lot of different places. And one of the things that people hear is that they're supposed to like, they almost feel like this kind of shame, right? If they're doing so much work themselves, they're like, but I saw that if I'm doing this and someone said if I'm doing all this that I can't grow my business, fuck that. When you're just starting, do all this shit yourself. It's the cheapest, perhaps not in terms of time, but you're going to learn how much these things are actually worth, like their value. And then when you do go to outsource it, you don't mind paying because you're like, yeah, that shit is, is tough. It takes a lot of time. I had zero qualms outsourcing, you know, paying rather, uh, 
for Courtney. She's phenomenal because this year is hard. Right? It takes time. I, I did, you know, 150 episodes on my own in terms of the editing process. And I was like, fuck, man, this takes a long time. It's not an easy job. So, yes, I will, I will pay you what you ask. And so it's also nice because if something happens, right, you're able to fix it yourself. So one of the things I recommend is if you're going to have someone do your website for you, that's fine. Totally, totally fine. But ask them how to do things on it. Otherwise, if something happens, you are handcuffed. You're stuck and you have to wait for them, which maybe you don't mind. But I'm, again, when it comes to coaching, I'm going to teach you how I do things. And I personally am a big fan of knowing how to do it yourself. This way, if you need to fix it, you can. Now, notice I said outsourcing is important but needs to be done wisely. Yes, and overall, I would like for people to do more things on their own, especially to start off with. But if you're starting things off later in life and you have more money than you have time, go ahead and pay someone. That's fine. But I do think there's a lot of value in knowing how to do certain things. Okay, so it, it is everything is, uh, you know, situational based and there is a time and a place to pay people for things. Oftentimes paying people to do a website for you is smarter. Uh, Lex, you know, my VA has a bunch of templates that she, that she sells. Uh, Courtney, can you link those? That would be awesome. Uh, so if you know that technology ain't your thing and that's really hanging you up, cool. For me personally, uh, and with some of the people I work with, I built my first website. I used Squarespace. I did it myself in a weekend. I was like, I can figure this out. This is not rocket science here. Uh, so if you know that you're the type of person that, I don't want to say uses technology as an excuse, but yeah, uses the technology as, as an excuse to not do the thing because you're like, it's so hard. I'm confused. Then just pay someone. Absolutely. But in general, there should be no shame around doing things in your business yourself. Right? I'd have a super lean team. Uh, if you work with me, that's the, the strategy, the model that I'm going to tell you to use because I don't like having to worry about a lot of people. All right. I have Lex, who's my VA. I have Courtney, who does my podcast stuff. Uh, I have a website guy, but I still do most of my own website stuff, except for when it's like, you know, I have to increase this, the file size that can be uploaded and it's WordPress. And I'm like, oh, let me just reach out to Joe. That's easier. Uh, and I have an accountant, Sandy. You folks know that. I know her. Um, Courtney can link her episodes. Uh, so that's four people that I have on the team. Uh, I guess you could kind of say that Anthony uh, from Bees Tees is on the team. He does all the, the what is it called? He does all the, the swag, but Lex is the one that's put in charge of that and really making things work there. So I have a super lean team, and I do most of the stuff myself when it comes to uh, all of the content creation, any of the emails. I write all the emails. Any of the Instagram posts that you see, I write and do and create and make all of those. Any of the coaching, obviously I am doing that. Uh, I put things in place in terms of the back end side of things with automations uh, for, you know, through Kajabi or through ConvertKit uh, or through Acuity, my online scheduler, so that people can sign up for things. But like the website, the page that you'll see if you ever, if you do decide to go and sign up for a Maestro meeting, I made that. Uh, it's not the most beautiful thing, but it gets the job done. I think it's good. Uh, so things like that, I'm going to be doing myself. Um, you know, Lex uh, does some of my kind of, uh, you know, she does some, some of the podcast podcast tasks with sending uh, emails to, because I use Zencaster for my remote podcast. And so she sends out, she sets up and sends out the, the link for that. When I bring people into the mafia to speak, uh, I recently switched that over and she's doing that. 
and uh, emailing them to to confirm and and go over the logistics of things. Right? But I did write a template email for that to start off with, and then she sends that out. So I, I have my hand in pretty much everything. Am I a control freak? Perhaps. Uh, but this, I, this is my business. This is my baby. This is all that I do. I don't have like another business that I'm running. This is it. So yeah, I am in all the things. How you use your VA, how, you know, what you outsource is going to be up to you. Uh, but again, outsourcing is important because it gives you more time. Uh, I think automating is very important as well. Uh, but it needs to be done wisely. Wisely. So I have another episode out there uh, that talks about you know batching your time. So I think when it comes before we look into outsourcing, I want you to think: Can I autom- Can I batch this? Can I automate this? Can I eliminate this? Like some shit just doesn't need to be done. Or you know, lastly, can I outsource this? Okay. Um, we talked about that next point, which is just doing more of the stuff uh, yourself. All right, uh, we got two more things on here, and then we'll be we'll be done. So the next point here is that if you are, you know, you're you're full, your schedule is full, you're kind of feeling overwhelmed. Understand that doing exactly what you did to get here will not get you to the next place. It will not get you unstuck. And I'm thinking about a recent one-on-one client that I had, uh, who I who I who I have, who is her schedule is just like slammed, which is a great thing, all right? But one of the things that I'm seeing is that with that one-to-one model, this is where you get into that point where you're like, it doesn't scale indefinitely. So what needs to happen then is you need to take a step back and you need to reorganize some stuff, you know, remodel some stuff because typically what got you here is not going to get you to the next point. And if you're like, man, I'm just so overwhelmed and I'm I'm not hitting the financial goals and the time goals I want. So I think I should probably say that first. If you're maxed out, but you're happy with the amount of time you're spending doing the things, you're happy with your income, amazing. Create a wait list and go from there. That is freaking amazing. If you're like, fuck, I'm maxed out, but I'm not making the money I want to be making. I don't have the time I want to be, you know, having, then you need to change something. And this is one of the things that I, again, I really do like working with people on and helping them restructure things. It doesn't happen overnight, but this is actually, in my opinion, a great place to be because it means you already have that, you know, quote unquote funnel. You already have people coming in. It's just that you haven't packaged things well, such that you can actually deliver your services in in an effective manner. All right. This is two way, two way street here. It's not just so that you get more time, it's so that you can deliver the thing well for this person. All right, so one of the things I see is that people going in, especially my trainers, going in with trainers and PTs. Uh, I think more of my PTs are backing off from this because they understand, like, seeing someone three times a week just ain't the way. With personal training, it is a little bit different uh, because maybe you do need to see someone that often because they need that accountability, but sometimes you don't. I think that needs to be, you know, people need to be aware of that as well. Is there a different way to serve your clients? Can you take a step back? Maybe that means charging them less because you're not seeing them as much one-on-one perhaps but that gives you more time all right so maybe you take a pay cut for a passion upgrade or a pay cut for a time increase and so that you have a free time increase there but this is all something that you need to look at when you're saying all right listen i have just capped out i've reached when i say cap now now i'm nervous saying cap because i see the kids saying cap and i'm like i don't even know what that means like no cap and i'm like you mean like no lie? Like what, what are you saying there? But if you've capped out, 
uh, and you're like, man, I'm not making the money I want to make. I don't have the time. I'm stressed out. But you're still getting new clients that are coming in. Then this is where it becomes a matter of, okay, we got to reproductize your services. We got to repackage things such that everyone wins and everyone can. Your clients get a better service. You actually deliver the service that you want to be doing on the time that you want to be doing it at the price point that you want to be doing it. And everyone, everyone really can win. So that point there, uh, if you're full, if you're overwhelmed, understand, but you're not where you want to be in terms of financial goals, time goals, understand that what got you here, which is working hard and just doing more, is not going to get you to the next level. Now we have to start working smarter, right? We talk about building a habit. I've talked about this on Instagram quite a few times. First, we establish the habit habit and then we worry about optimizing it so in this case if you're maxed out you've established the habit you know how to get your clients which is amazing so celebrate that but now we need to optimize that habit all right okay last thing because this is a thursday not so shorty but i am feeling this episode i'm hoping you're enjoying it i'm really feeling it last thing is lifestyle versus income goals so this is a discussion i had with danny Matei. you know he's my boy and I think I've spoken about it a few times, kind of in, in um, relation to my girl Jill, who is the fucking goat when it comes to online services and just online business. This is what she does. I, at some point, you start making more money, and you realize, and it ties into the last point, that what got you here won't get you there. You've done a great job, and so you should commend yourself for doing what you did to get here. But if you want to go to the next level, you got to do something different. You know, and that may, maybe may mean stopping, you know, looking for less organic traffic. So, you know, running ads. That may mean hiring more people. I don't know. It's going to be something different than you're, what you're currently doing. And so you need to ask yourself, do I want to do that? For me personally, uh, you know, I had talk, I think in one of the episodes I talked to Danny about, like, I would love to have a, a house, an apartment, doesn't really matter, some, a dwelling that's oceanfront, that I can see the ocean. So the oceanfront or near the ocean, either way I can see the beach. And the more that I do stuff and the, the more that as life goes on and I'm loving my life, I love where I live. I love how I spend my days. I love my gym. I love my Rupert. I love my volleyball schedule. Got my first tournament coming up this Saturday. I will tell you folks about it in the next episode because it'll be after the fact. Uh, but I went and signed up uh, and I'm loving all of this. And the more that I love my stuff, the, the less that I want to change what I'm doing. And so it becomes that lifestyle versus income goals. Like lifestyle obviously is going to be funded by your income and such. But if what I'm saying here is in order to have a different lifestyle, which would be living by the beach, I'd need more income. And so that, that, then, that then changes my income goals, which is going to make me have to do different things. And I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't want to do those things. I'm perfectly happy with how much with my current income because my current lifestyle, I value that more. And so when you're thinking about things, and this is, again, one of the things I go over with my clients right off the bat, I'm like, what do you need to make? How much money? And then how much money do you want to make? Okay, now let's work backwards from that and see what you have to do. And that's not just seeing what you have to do you know, financially and how many clients, but like, how much time is that going to take? And what, is, what are your lifestyle goals? What do you want to be doing? Because some people could actually, I think, could actually have the lifestyle they want if they were willing to just take a little bit of a pay cut. And Ramit talks about that. Right? If you're not following him, give him a, go give him a follow. He's at Ramit 
R-A-M-I-T, on Instagram. And he talks about that. He has sent an email out not too long ago about um, like a, a renaming of the different social classes, right? Because we have, it used to be low, middle, and upper class in terms of income, and it's related to income. Except the problem is that most people were putting themselves in the middle class, whether they were making, you know, not that much money or making, you know, six, multiple six figures. They'd be like, I'm still in the middle class because the amount of money that's going out. They feel like they're still in the middle class. And so he changed it, and he, I think the, the names he used was the trapped, the treadmill, and the free class. And this is pretty much irrespective of a set income, where trapped is like you are just on, you know, you can't get out. You can't get out from under debt. Like, you can't do what you want to be doing. You are literally trapped. And you can be making a lot of money, but feel like that. Right? You got too much money going out. We have the treadmill class that's like doing okay, but it's just like, it comes in and it goes out. I can't really change anything that I'm doing. I can't really go on the vacation when I want or can't, you know, spend time the way that I want because I'm, I'm I, the money comes in, the money comes out. And I'm not like stretched and super stressed, but I'm on that treadmill. And then you have that, the top tier, the most desirable, which is the free class that they're working, they're working how they want, when they want. They have the income that they want that will support their lifestyle, which could be $50,000 a year, depending on what their lifestyle is like. Or maybe you have folks that are living and doing that van life, right? We got Skip and Jazz Johnson that came on. Uh, maybe they want that kind of life. And that's going to require a different kind of income than someone that wants to have a, an oceanfront property. But all of that, you know, you don't realize that until you sit and, and actually take the time to realize what it is you want. Sit down and take the time to identify, I should say, what it is you want. So, you know, a biz growth kind of biz revelation thing for me with that is just moving forward and then... Reflecting on you know lifestyle versus income goals. How much do you need to make? How much do you want to make? What do you what lifestyle do you want? Can you keep doing the same thing, or do you have to do something different? Do you want to do that different thing? No. Okay, then maybe you're going to change what you want. And in that case, you know, in my case, that's what it's been. Where, yeah, it'd be cool to have that ocean view, but I don't really want to change what I'm doing. So what have I done? Change my goals. We we said it a million times. Action expresses priority. Actually, Gandhi said action expresses priorities. I kind of changed it. We're going to say action expresses priority. And it's just the one thing. And what is it that you really want? Look at your actions. I'm not changing things. And so that, to me, that means, you know what? That ocean view would be nice, but my current lifestyle is what I truly want. So I'm going to change my goal. And that's going to be to just keep my goal now is just keep living the life I have and live it to the best that I can. All right. We, I'm looking at the clock here. We hit 30 minutes on this episode, so I'm going to wrap it up. I'm not going to recap the, uh, the individual things, but uh, this was a really fun episode for me. Right? Biz, maybe I will recap. I feel like I should recap. I should close the loop of learning. Let's see if I can read my, uh, my, my writing here, right? For biz growth and revelations. We talked first about biz, bigger is not better. I spoke then about why I do what I do and the entrepreneur life and, and trusting in myself and what I actually find to be scary. Uh, I told you to think about what scaling actually is. We then went on to talk about outsourcing and that it's important but needs to be done wisely and that overall I think people should probably do more shit in their business and there should be no shame if you are doing a ton of things in your business. Uh, it's all about goals and then you take a step back and you're like, all right, what do I need to do to get to the next level? And then we can go from there. And that may be first automating, or excuse me, batching, automating, eliminating, or outsourcing. Right. 
Uh, next point was if you feel that you're overwhelmed or, you know, you're, you're just schedule is full, but you're not hitting the time goals that you want. You're not hitting the income goals that you want. Understand that what got you here will not get you there. Celebrate what got you here and doing what you did to get here, but understand you're going to have to do something different to get there. And then lastly was just discussion about lifestyle goals versus income goals. But, but I had a blast with this episode. And yeah, I'm going to plug it again. If you have any desire to work with me, you think, hey, maybe that might be a good idea. Free, 100% free 15-minute call, uh, discovery call. Courtney linked it in the show notes. Again, it's just designed to hear where you're at and see you know, what would be good next steps and if we'd even be a good fit. I have no problem referring out because... I want you to succeed. And sometimes that's not going to be, you know, under my tutelage. All right. That was, that was a really, really fun episode. I'm, I'm always super grateful that you listen. You shared with me last time. You shared the, the episode on Instagram. You gave me the reviews and such. You folks are awesome. So, yeah. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your attention, your time, your support. It really does mean the world to me. All right. Officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.